The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey everybody, Jim here, one of your hosts with Out of the Shadows podcast. This week's episode is coming to you courtesy of the fair in Holston Mall. Looking for something fun to do this summer? Maybe something just to please the young ones so they'll stop bugging you to take them to Disney World? Well, come on down to the fair in Holston Mall. There's fun for all ages, so don't forget to bring grandma. Rides of all kinds, foods from across the world, shows and spectacles to stimulate even the most boring of minds. And for the first time in over 100 years, Dr. Caligari returns to the fair with his cabinet of curiosity. What lurks inside? We dare not say. You'll just have to come and see for yourself. Coming this summer to a fairground near you. And now, on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's up, everybody? For listeners who are following along, they know we're going through the In Search of Darkness 80s catalog. We mm-hmm. went through the entire decade of ninth decade, the entire year of 1980. I think I've as been presented saying that. in as as presented in the first part of yes. the documentary. So basically, that documentary is four and a half hours long. It's got a whole bunch of different movies that they cover each year, and we're just going through each of the movies they cover each year. But to break it up, so it's just not nonstop 80s horror. We're doing all kinds of things, and so for this month. We're going back to the beginnings. We're going back to some of the birth. Uh, actually, the movie we watched today, one of the things I read said, this is actually considered the birth of horror, of horror like horror yeah. films, right? Um, we're doing 1920s silent film. This is actually 1920 exactly this year. Yeah. Uh, we yep. checked out The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It's a German expressionist horror film. Yes. Yep. 101 years old. Man. We watched a movie that was made 101 years ago. Isn't that a weird thing to think about? Because when it's you're younger, strange. there's not many things that you saw from 100 years ago. No, so maybe old, old footage. Yeah. Rare, right? But to sit down and watch a full movie. Yeah. A full movie that like takes that what you know how we look at film today that 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 flow that um structure and actually yeah. used it for more or less you know the first time yeah because that, that uh-huh. this is basically the time period where you're starting to see people start to make these what we consider full-length films now yeah um instead of just like you know 14 minute 20 minute long films true and these are this is these are films that you know obviously they didn't have the technology yet to be able to pair the audio so Mm -hmm. it's silent we watch what happens on screen 
in real life, you know, the filming took place. The actors said their dialogue. They did what they needed to. They went through the play motions because, you know, it's basically taking a stage play and now taking time to cut and do their scenes and film it. So, you know, they went through the motions. They did what they needed to do. They didn't mouth acting like they weren't talking. Right. Yeah. But they yeah. just couldn't pair the audio. So you had typically you had somebody that played music or maybe there was a, 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 a phonograph or something that played music along to the film. Uh, but what we watched was a silent film. Have you ever seen a silent film? Like, did you ever watch full silent films before? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've told you this. I used to watch okay. um, uh, TCM would have them on at midnight yep. uh, when I was younger, and I'd put them on sometimes. Not that I can remember which ones I've watched, but. Right. Yeah. Um, like I, I said, made you it, know- I actually made a silent film, dude. Did you college. really? Yes, yes. Where I have that. I have. You better I, dig that out, dude. That's, that's I have classic. the digital copy. I can show you that, but I want to yes. get. Uh, I think I have the original 16 millimeter version of it on actual dude, I film. Wanna I want to get the, a projector, and I'll have you over, and I'll show you. We I want to um, see the digital, bro. We did uh, Alice in Wonderland, and we actually out. like colored with marker some of the frames. Get the, out, uh, dude! I gotta yeah, see dude. this. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see this. Yeah. But yeah, so so this film was made in 1920. You know, I watched so, silent films back in the day, but it was when I was getting into watching silent films and checking them out, um, it was comedy. It was Charlie Chaplin. It was Buster Keaton. It was that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't really watch horror, um, which is strange. You would have thought, you know, but by then, you know, it was kind of like, how do you go back to watching black and white silent films after watching all the horror I've seen, right? It was kind of like, yeah. I don't know that I'd ever do it. I'm glad we're doing it because it's interesting it's definitely it was an experience how did you watch it where did you find this film uh, i found it on on shutter oh okay you watched it off of shutter yeah yeah um yeah. i didn't realize it was on shutter i should have checked it out to see if it was on there i ended up watching it on youtube it's interesting they had the entire thing on youtube so i wanted yeah, to and know i figure a lot of the these thing. they will have on uh on youtube just because they're they're uh public domain now yeah. um i was wondering if we saw the same thing because I saw that this film had been edited a few different times since it had been made. You know what I mean? And, and like okay. the original expressionist version that has the same, the, the original title cards and there's ones that have title cards that are, are more modern. So it's not, so it's not as stylized as they made it initially. Did you see the stylized one? It looked all kind of like know. really bizarre. Kind know, of- because they had this like disclaimer at the beginning of the film where they said that they had pieced the film together from different cuts really like different yeah they had taken because like i guess the um the copy the way they made it sound was the copy of the film that they had for restoration wasn't um necessarily complete or it was damaged so they had to cut it from other pieces of the film and then they used um they might have used not i don't know if they used the original title cards or not um huh but because of that it kind of um kind of hurt me a little bit deep down inside of my soul because it was like, I'm not watching the original film. You know what I mean? So um, if you, if you punch into Google real quick, you're just putting Caligari title cards and you look at the images. Okay. These are the ones that they used in the, like the first one that you see um, in kind of German writing. Is it green? Yeah. Kind of green. Like those, that's the lettering and font that was throughout the entire film. And if you scroll down a little more, you'll actually see some of the stuff that's being said. It's in German, but you can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ones they had in the version. Okay, so that's the original kind of um, lettering and stuff. And when I saw that, I was just like, oh, wow, this is kind of... 
I, I was wondering if they had made that in the sick because it looks almost like in the 60s, doesn't it? Like a, 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 a maybe 50s or 60s stylized kind of font and, and you know, graphic to it. And even like the way, like I noticed when they were saying things on the title cards, they were using like, um, uh, you know how we talk nowadays, multiple um, exclamation points, a yeah. question mark and an exclamation point yeah. together come right up with the extended use of yes. ours. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And I think that's the idea of them really trying to kind of, you know, get us to feel like we're hearing the way they're speaking and that we're not supposed yeah. to just read the words as if you read a book, right? Or even um, like a foreign language film. Um uh subtitles you know what i mean it's it's completely different exactly even though it doesn't seem like it would be different it's it's completely different experience and type of thing so then in your and the version you saw was it what it was it tinted different ways was there sometimes it was greenish blue sometimes it was the black and white sometimes it was like kind of a brownish orange depending on like what they were doing yeah like what uh you know they used the blue for nighttime okay um so yeah. yeah it sounds like we saw the same cut like the same version yeah. Um, cool. All right. So what'd you think, dude? Like you, like at I the end of it, it, what was your, what was your thoughts when you were done? I, I enjoyed it. I did not see, um, I did not see the ending coming. I did not know that that's what was going to happen. <laughs> I was going to ask you, dude, is this the first Shyamalan bro? I w- dude, I was thinking that too. Shyamalan? I was, I was going to say that this is uh this is Shyamalan before Shyamalan. Right, bro. Like not only was it considered the first horror film ever, like they, 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 they already wrote the book all the way to the end like yeah. everyone always thought like m night Shyamalan did something amazing and, and blew people away like oh my god no he's Nobody just a fucking it's like dude it was the very first one ever had that it had a twist yeah. you gotta check yeah. it yeah yeah he's just uh plagiarizing what came before him. <laughs> uh dude i remember so when i was watching this i watched i watched it i tried watching it three times i'm gonna t- say tried because the first two times i watched it uh was later in the evening so i started watching it right and it's a silent film, right? So there's music and there's just kind Nothing of else. movement on screen. And so I'm watching it. Uh, and, you know, the, the guy's telling the old man about, hey, that's my fiance. Let me tell you about everything we've been through. And then he goes into the story and you see this painted town and, you know, you see. The, and it got all the way up to the point with right before we met Dr. Caligari, right? Right before he came to get the... Uh, the, the permit to go to the fit, you know, do his thing at okay. the fair. Yeah. Right before there was where I got to. And then I opened my eyes. I was like, holy shit. I slept through like 30, 40 minutes of this. I was like, okay, I got to, I'm going to wait until I'm w- more wide awake to watch this. So then the next time I tried to watch it, it was a little bit earlier in the evening, but still it was in the evening. Same fucking thing, dude. Really? Same fucking thing. So I was like, okay, I can't like, be reclined on the couch with the cat napping on my chest trying to watch this film i gotta like sit down and watch this film so finally i sat down and watched it again and then i got through it you know all the way through but i remember just kind of thinking to myself like how we're so trained right to take more information in than we were being given at that time right like i'm looking for audio to tell me what's like i see them talking and then no title cards come up and i'm like what the fuck am i supposed to just guess what they're saying like (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) see and you know what to be honest with you dude same thing happened to me (laughs) friday night i tried to watch this and i just it was it was super late i was beat dude i had Mm -hmm. gone and done some work on my aunt's house and i was just beat and i put it on i just couldn't it, it it wasn't so much the movie it was just right more so me yeah. Just because of, of 
like I said, just me and my factors, but, um, but I was able to watch it. I watched it last night and then I just watched it again now. And, um, but even, even when I was sitting there watching it, like I, I found myself imagining what they were saying to each other. Cause I knew the gist of what was going on in the right. scene you and what was happening. It, yeah. And I was kind of like piecing it together in my head yeah. and, and, and making it all make sense. You know what I mean? And it was, it, it, it just, ugh, I can't talk. It's interesting you say that because I was, I was doing that and that was, um, it was interesting and different compared to what, like you said, what we're used to, where we're getting just constant bombardment of information and not just yeah. leaving it up to our own imagination. You know, what was the music like you were listening to? Mine sounded like, um, kind of like a j- sometimes jazzy. Like, like I, there was, it I sounded like there was guitar in there at times. It. I was like, was there? Is that guitar? Is there? There's drumming happening here and there. Uh, a lot of crazy piano stuff going on. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I was wondering if it was the same music too, because this one, you know, a lot of times fit what was happening on screen, but it was like, if it, it took me out because I don't know why, but when I think of 1920s films, I don't think of jazz or like that kind of like, yeah, you know, slow, cool coffee house, kind of weird off, off the beat jazz. Like sometimes one dude's doing this thing, but the other guy's doing this thing, but it kind of works. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I. We might have had different uh, soundtracks then. Yeah, I I'm gonna have to go back and mine check the jazz, uh, jazz soundtrack. And jazz what was it music. more? It was, it was, it was very prominent, but it was more subtle, and just like um, I don't want to say whimsical because it wasn't whimsical, but it was very simple. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like definitely loud like and that. obnoxious and um. I don't oh, know, it, it, when it I say jazz, been. I wasn't loud, right? I was—I didn't mean like okay. loud, obnoxious, but it was like I wasn't expecting hearing like the tapping of the hi hats of a drum of, of a drum set, you know, like the tss, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear that. I wasn't expecting to hear what sounded like a guitar, like like plucking on a guitar in certain spots. See, and and this is one aspect of the film that I'm not a hundred percent sure on. I don't know if this was like the original score that was yeah I don't done know. with the film, or if this was. Because, you know, I tried to look into it and uh, online you just find all different people who have all different kinds of recordings of mm-hmm. quote unquote original scores for the film. So I don't really know what the original score would be. Um, I really don't. Yeah, Maybe I'm if we see got if I like the Criterion Collection right DVD or Blu-ray or something like that, that would probably have it. Right. Um, but again, I don't know who's producing any of these versions that you can find online or, or even the one on Shutter. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check the shutter. I want to see if you experienced the same one. And if, and if it's the same, then, yeah, we definitely did, you know, have the same experience. Um, but I'm the same way with you, dude, because finishing it, um, I liked it. I, you know what I was impressed by? I was impressed by the fact that, like I said, in the middle of it, I was kind of caught up thinking to myself, like, wow, like I'm so used to getting more information that I'm just like trying to crave just give it to me so that I don't have to try to figure it out. But as I started to kind of ease into what it was like experiencing the film this way, um, it became like you said, after a while they start talking and based on what was said already on a title card, however, the scene was set up or maybe something was said already. It was almost like I, I could fill in the rest, right? It didn't have oh, to yeah. be exact. I could fill in exactly what was happening, not by the mo- movement of their mouths, but their their actions, the way they acted, yep. their body movements, the way they reacted to each other, the overexpression faces, right? The fact that they had the kind of makeup that helps it stand out in black and white. So they're yeah, doing yeah. these weird, dude, I thought this was brilliantly made. I got to be honest. I was, I was well, very even- impressed when I was done. And even just the, 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 the minimalist information that they do give you, um, 
upfront and in your face that's obvious and then mm-hmm. just you filling in like you said filling in with your imagination that that um that void in the subtext that's that's there with what you're seeing based off what you know based off your imagination yeah you know and it was um i, I don't know man it made for a, a hell of a lot better movie than a lot of the movies that are made nowadays interesting too right being yes. so old school knowing yeah. that the 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 writing the storyline itself is still a strong story like you can follow yeah. what's happening and it, it is i mean i remember watching it thinking to myself like like i'm not scared right but oh, no. in my mindset of those days with like i could see how this is horrific like the way like i said the way they did the certain makeup and I ta- I saw what they were doing in terms of really highlighting the widening of eyes, right? Like a lot of the, the, the physical reactions that you feel as in yeah. fear, they were embodying it. Like you could see how it was meant to really be kind of horrific. And so I could really appreciate that piece of it. Um, so yeah, I would definitely call it a horror film in that regard, especially the, the story, right? Like how crazy yeah. it is yeah. that this sleepwalking dude is killing people and and then again the twist at the end just makes it like a it's like wow 1920 yeah really really? you know what i guess the screenwriters it was uh it was meant to be so act one and act six were not supposed to be part of the original screenplay really yeah so the intro where he's telling the guy about the story and then the Mm -hmm. end when we find out that the Mm -hmm. guy who's telling the story is crazy it was supposed, supposed to be, be part of it. Okay. The studio made them do that and they didn't want to do it and they didn't like it and they hated it. But it, it. works. Yes, it Right, did. but you know what? If you take that away, it's still a good film. The idea that this guy comes through town, you know, with this fair, this guy, and just commits murders. Like, that's still a great, strong story. Yeah. The other piece is just makes it even better, to, to, to be honest. Um, but yeah, dude, I got to say, I was I was impressed. Let me ask you this. When the film ends, right, with that, yes. that last scene and the last thing that the doctor says, what was your thoughts? Like, what were your thinkings as the, what would you, what was your first initial reaction as it ended? Um, my initial reaction was that I liked that they left it open to interpretation. So you can interpret it whichever way, one of two ways that you wanted. Is he actually okay. fucking crazy? Right. Or is he just actually a regular doctor? Because they don't, they, it's not, at least to me, my interpretation and my impression was that it wasn't made very clear. And they left it like that to allow the audience some sort of personal um, yeah. interpretation and decision. So, for and, me, and, dude, and again, that time period for them doing that, it, it blows my mind. And maybe that's just me being naive and not being very educated on film from that time. Um, but it does. It feels like it's yeah. it's like like light years ahead of its time yeah. in terms of storytelling yeah. and using you know using film in that way. Use being able to kind of construct the narrative in the way they did it. It's like really this is nineteen twenties yeah. and you're doing you're the first time we're really doing a, a true kind of horror film, and you guys kill it. You're for the first yeah. time in how you put together like the the, the recipe for what's going to work. Uh, at least that's how I took it, right? But when it ended, dude, when when the doctor says that at the very end, and then it says end, I was like, no. I'm like, <laughs> what now? I got to see what happens next. Like, come on. So that told me immediately how much I liked it. I was just like, wow. Like, that was good. I, th- I thought it was pretty sweet, dude. Good, good, good. And and um, again, impressive that this is coming out of Germany, 1920, right, right at after the end World of World War, War, War One, man, yeah. after they were so like, left just sitting there on their knees and and this is what they're doing you know what i mean 
Isn't that the time though, right? When the world looks the bleakest, that's when we seem to be putting out the best horror films and they just kick it off in the twenties, right? After world, it almost makes sense, right? After the horror of world war one. Now, when they start making films and putting stories and narratives out there, there's going to be a lot of horror saturated in there now, right? It kind of makes yeah. sense that the birth comes here. Um, well, you know, I, I was, I was reading and even before that, well, on my first watch through, um, before I fell asleep, uh, yeah. I could even see it in the film. I could see it and I even picked it out myself, which I was actually impressed with myself for picking it out. Um, but I, I related Caesar to the people of Germany at the time and Caligari is the rise of Hitler. Oh, and then if you actually go and I did a lot of reading, um, not, not a lot, but I did some reading on it and this film and a lot of the films that were coming out of Germany at the time, these, uh, sort of German expressionist films are, are, um, the way people look at them nowadays, now that we know how everything played out and everything ended up, they're they're seen as these like um, uh, premonitions of the rise of Nazism in Germany. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird to like like this movie that you were just talking about that you watched with with Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Twenty years from now, what's going to be the impression of that? What's going to be you know what I mean? And and time will tell on things. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. interesting, dude. It definitely is interesting. Um, I've, you know, I think what works though, what what really pushes this and and makes this work again, it's a good narrative. It's a good story, mm-hmm. but dude, the acting in this was really cool. You know, to be able to oh, yeah. to see acting where you couldn't hear what they were saying, you really just had it had to be all visual, and they had yeah. to be able to get across specific feeling because they knew that the tone of their voice wasn't going to come out on when, when somebody's watching it, right? Yeah, like yeah. Dude, like how about that? There's that one sequence where um, the the our, the doctor. So I just keep calling him Doctor Caligari, but in the film, you know, you find out that that's not truly his name, or is yeah. it? Right. Um. So Doctor Caligari, that when he opens up there, there's the scene when he opens up the thing, and the guy's just kind of standing there sleeping, and that's when the girl first comes up to him, right? And she looks at him, and she starts looking horrified, like the way the doctor's just standing there, dude. He's like, it's oh, yeah. creepy, dude. It is a creepy, <laughs> creepy, like. Like I just felt uncomfortable in that moment, man. And see, even even when we first meet Caesar, yeah, uh, at the fair when he's opening up the cabinet and he's bringing Caesar out of his sleep, yeah, and and Caesar starts coming out of the cabinet, like how how um, the guy who played Caligari, how he reacted and acted in that moment, even he wasn't sure, yeah, how Caesar was going to react, and he was even he was being a little bit cautious of yeah. how what was going to happen, you know what I mean? And it, and and they just. Like you said, man, they just pull it off without having the means that like we have today to do this kind of stuff. It's so easy. Anybody can do this today. And speaking now, of pulling it off, dude, like the how about like the transitional scenes, these kind of like out of focus and 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 like fade oh, the right? Their shots? version of yeah. fade ins and fade outs, the way they did it. Like, yeah, like I was super impressed. I like the style of it, like the just the feel of that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, or like they would do like the uh, the iris, uh, iris in shots yeah. on somebody's yes. face, yes, and and, and it's kind of like come out, and then, then we see the scene, yeah. So you know, you're f- supposed to be focusing on that person and what's going on there and not anything yeah. else in the scene, yeah. Interesting, Dude, yeah. It, visually, I thought it was a very see everything about this at the end. I just was very impressed and just being like, wow, you know, there's so much in this that you can see how it influences anything that comes bef- later. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I look love at, the Hitchcock. set design. Yeah. Yeah. The set. Oh, my God, dude. The hand-painted canvas set design. Tell yes. me, You tell me that there's that this does not have an influence in Tim Burton, and I'm telling you you're oh, crazy. Oh, no, absolutely. It does. And I was even going to mention this to you. 
do you think that they um, they got their inspiration for Danny DeVito as the penguin from Dr. Caligari? Because dude, I'm telling you, man, so they they looked so much alike. Dude. I'm it telling you, so, dude. This you could tell how this movie has influenced things, right? Pacing, um, just building, building that kind of uh, of terror. The scene where she's sleeping, right, and she's sitting here in the foreground in in white, and in the back you see this this black figure in the in the in the window. You know, he breaks himself in and slowly stalks towards her. Dude, that's that that pacing right there is just like for people back in those days. That had to be terrifying terrifying because they didn't know what was going to happen you know even now it's terrifying because you know what's going to happen yeah and you're forced to sit there and watch it and you can't do anything to prevent it yeah dude so much in this film is done that anxiety is just yeah yeah no i hear you it was it was great yeah i don't know i don't know how you would even like back in that time period how you would even approach something like this how you would even like because you're coming from a standpoint when you're you're basically laying the groundwork like i said okay people have done you know 14 minute 20 minute short films before that but nobody's done anything on the scale of this you know obviously yeah. there've been other films but films like this these are right. completely new there's no precedent for this and you're making the rules right you know and and like i said and like this like stuff like the set design right like yeah um, the fact that they decided to go with german expressionist artistic style where everything has got this like i said this weird architectural kind of you know weird like angles and and slants and the doors all open weird like everything about it looks like they're they're walking through a living painting you know what i mean it really does and and a lot of it was done for practical reasons, obviously for a budget. So they yeah. used the sets inside and just painted them by hand. Um, they painted, uh, you know, because lighting was. I read that lighting during world uh, after World War One in Germany was being rationed. Electricity. Wow, was. really? So for for lighting, instead of using all the lighting that they would normally use, they would paint like the actual light Streaks. on the set. Yeah, yes. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that to help know? give it that effect and give it that look. Yeah. The yeah. makeup on their faces, again, to stand out in specific lighting for the way they film yeah. things. Um, dude, yeah. I don't even know what else to say about this. because So I can't really talk, speak to who these actors, actresses, director, writers were because I don't like these aren't people we know or or they're not names. You know, I couldn't tell you if this person did any other horror films after Caligari. Maybe, you know, uh, I, I don't know yeah. if you saw that. No, I was looking. There was one. Who was it? Um and I was looking, a lot of the people didn't really do much uh, that I had seen. Um, the guy who played uh, Caesar, yeah. uh, Conrad, uh, excuse my pronunciation, uh, Vite, he, um, he'd done some other things. He was in Casablanca, um, and he actually also played the laughing man. Uh, no, the man who laughs, uh, gotcha. which was the inspiration for the Joker from yes that time period yes 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 yeah, yes that guy. i got yep. you i know i know exactly who you're talking about now i see it right in my head that super creepy face. grin yeah, dude. dude and yeah. dude yeah it's and they all had that kind of makeup back in the day with the black ring dyes again you know yeah. they all had the mascara uh sometimes you know uh, you know the lips were accentuated with certain color lipstick something to make it stand out in the black and white era um yeah. dude yeah uh 
I can't speak highly enough of this film, to be honest with you. I got to tell you, this this for me is something I would definitely watch again. Being a silent film, I would still sit down and watch this to be able to appreciate it. And I feel like I want to watch it more to kind of go back again and see see it a second time all the way through and really pick out certain things. But yeah. man, I just, I, yeah, I think this is awesome. I think this is somebody, if you're a fan of horror, this is definitely something that you have to check out. Yeah. And, and it was simple. It's so simple. It's simple storytelling. It's simple film production. Yeah. But because of a, that time period B what it was, it just, it, 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 it really holds up and is a testament to, you know, where everything that came after it came from. Um, I saw that there was a many, many, many attempts to do a sequel for this and it never worked out. I saw there was many attempts to do remakes and I think maybe there's one or two different remakes yeah, out there. A couple different ones, yeah. Uh, and then I saw that there was, <laughs> they did something in the 80s that was like an erotic version really? of a sequel, an erotic 80s kind of sexy thriller called, it's just called Caligari or Dr. <laughs> Caligari, something like that. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's it, it, it's when I saw what that was about, I was like, uh, this may have to be because it's an 80s film. And it'll be yeah, interesting we'll to, to see in uh, if we throw it into our own version of a, a month of 80s that wasn't mentioned. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, Caligari, for sure, I would put on a list of any of the top old school horrors that were influential, you know, influential horror oh, yeah. films. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love, you know, going back to, um, you know, that 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 twist uh, and even and even before the main twist when they're digging through Caligari's notebooks and you find out that Caligari was actually somebody way back in the 1700s. And it's making this character that we thought was this person and taking it and making it an illusion. It's like the man behind the curtain, like the yes. wizard of Oz, you know what I mean? Yes, and, dude. And I don't know, dude. It was There's just, so much in this film. That's yes. really good in that regard, man. It really is. And then the other night before I put this on, before I even watched the movie, I was getting ready to put it on. I was getting in the mood. I was getting out of the shower and I had this thought. Okay. A hundred years ago, people would have never been able to fathom the uh, technology that we have today and what we're able to accomplish. You know what I mean? And I think we've hit our crux on today where we're going to go with the film industry as we are. Cause if you think about it back then they had film like actual film strip. What's right. the next innovation after that digital, right? That hit in the eighties and essentially it hasn't changed we've been able to better define it and refine it um, and make it, you know, better visual visually. Um, but it's still basically the same idea and concept. So where are we going to go from here? What's next? What's the new evolution, the next evolution of the medium VR, like you're literally in the film in now it. and you yeah. have to what like maybe it'll position you or tell you where to look so that you can see things play out, but maybe you just have to be inside the film and live it out. Yeah. That would be some creepy shit, bro. I don't know about that. And then, and, and then it's like um, that um, Black Mirror episode on Netflix where you got to pick the ending and pick what yeah. happened. Yeah. You're going to end up picking what happens through this movie and everybody's going to have a different experience. What'd you think? You what know? did you think of that Black Mirror film? Did you enjoy it? I actually it? never saw it. I never saw it. You didn't? No, not yet. Give I, it a shot and, and see what you It's on my list. Think. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Because there's, I think they said there's like eight or nine specific endings but then there's an infinite like there's like this it comes out to hundreds of different paths to get to them so there's oh, all yeah. these different ways that you see things play out it was really i didn't get to do all of them but i did a whole lot of them and it was really interesting huh. uh it's definitely a cool a cool experience uh and but yeah i could see horror go step. that way dude i could yeah. see that 
That would be and kind just, of well, not even just horror, just film in general. Oh, true. You know what I mean, true. like imagine sitting in VR for fucking Avengers twenty eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would just be unreal. But I think unreal. imagine doing it in the world of horror, man. Being a oh, part yeah. of the group of people, like maybe you're part of this group of people in, in whatever this horror movie setting is that has to help make decisions so that the most of you, as many of you, you, you got to try to make the decision so that the most of you survive, right? Like you yeah. don't want to be the yeah. one at the end that's being chased by the bad guy because uh, yeah. then you're fucked. But I could yeah. see it going that way, dude. Def- definitely seeing something like that in the future. I wouldn't mind seeing... so. What would you think, dude? Do you think you could remake this film nowadays uh, with dialogue? Do you know what I mean? Like, like I think in the right work? hands, work? I think in the right hands, you can make a phenomenal remake of this. Because it would I be feel difficult. Like... The right person would have to do it. I, I would want to see somebody along the lines of Ari Aster, um, Roger Eagers. Um, I think that's his name. Yeah. Did the witch. In the lighthouse somebody like that who has that sort of artistic eye and that and is coming from that because even the lighthouse was a uh we should watch that for the show it was a uh, black and white yeah i want um, to see school it. film it like good that. yeah so somebody who has that 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 eye and has that attention to detail and has that passion um and isn't just going into it to make a name for themselves or just make a film to launch themselves into the film industry to yeah. begin with um because we see that a lot with horror but somebody who's got that 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 drive and that eye it's knows it would be what they're doing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they could do that because I feel like what really works with this film is the fact that so much of the dialogue is left to the viewer to kind of fill in in, this, in their own mind, right? So yeah. the experience I'm having is the experience I want to have. Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm yeah, enjoying yeah, yeah. what I'm having. So who says that that's what somebody else is? Well, whereas now when somebody comes in to rewrite this, they're going to fill that in for you. So now you're just going to have this person's experience. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Overall, I you'll get this story. Overall, you'll get the story. But that the, those pieces, you know, it could be hit or miss across a, along the way. Well, like I said, it needs to be done right. If you were to yeah. do this and you did it with minimal dialogue. Yes. Um, and more visual storytelling than yes. And, and you, like I, I said, you would need somebody who's coming from that, um, that artistic standpoint. Yeah. It's coming from that art house standpoint. Um, I'd be interested. Somebody dude. who's just coming in to it. make a regular movie. I'd check it out. Yeah. No, Definitely. I would too. I was thinking about that when I was watching this. I was like, man, you know, it'd be really interesting to see some sort of like really cool art house remake of this. Because I'm not a big fan of remakes, but this movie is over 100 years old. And if you're doing it in that type of spirit, um, I yeah. think it would be okay. Yeah, yeah, kind of carrying on a, a legacy for you yeah. know newer generations to be able to enjoy. Because really, dude, could you see like a fifteen-year-old kid right now sitting down to watch that film? Absolutely not. I can't. No. I mean, maybe there might be a fifteen-year-old kid out there that can appreciate that kind of thing. But overall, not many. you're not seeing that. You know, you're not seeing twenty-year-olds. You're not seeing third. You're not even seeing people my age. You know, checking no. those films out unless no. they're really into it. Like, I oh, never yeah, would have sat down to watch movie. it. Yeah, you know. I'm excited for the next one though, man, this like having seen this now and been through this experience makes me super excited for the rest of the thing, the, the rest of what we got going this month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do we have next? Uh, next is the great Nosferatu. Oh, this will be interesting. Yeah. I have some expectations for this. So now it's kind of like, I wonder if it's going to live up to my expectations. I had zero for Caligari dude for this one. I, have I would some. go in. I know you have some, but try and set them aside <laughs> because I don't want you to come out of it upset with what Uh-oh. you 
<laughs> I've never seen it, but I don't want to come back and have a conversation with you saying, oh, yeah, I was upset because it's not what I expected. Well, yeah, no, I'm having expectations. Have any expectations. Yeah, I'm having expectations in terms of, you know, like, uh, like, I feel like I know, I don't know anything in terms of what the storyline is, but I feel like I know a lot of, you know, having I'm familiar with this character or, or its place in history and pop culture. And so like, I'm expecting to be just like, yeah, that was fucking awesome, dude. I, I can see why it was. It's so important. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I'll be like, Meh, you know, Caligari was better. Um, yeah. But this one's well, uh, 1922, two years later. I think so. I believe, I believe so. Yeah, Nosferatu's um, 22. But, well, let me rephrase what I had said before. Uh, my expectations going into this movie is basically just off of what I've seen for, for Caligari. Knowing how, how they're making film and what they're doing at the time, how they're st- storytelling at the time. Yeah. And um, basically going from there. Other than that, I have no expectations. That is the cool piece, right? Like we've just seen Caligari. We saw it was 1920. So this Mm -hmm. is going to be a couple of years later. And so the first one is a a German film, right? Which one? What is this? Uh, Is this a German film also? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Um, And so is this, does, does Nosferatu just follow, is it the Dracula story or is it a different story? Do you know? I'm not 100% sure. Cool. That's cool. I mean, it's we're going to learn this together, right? So it yeah. is going to be interesting to kind of compare and contrast to what we already experienced with Caligari. You know, where did they go in two years now? What kind of, you know, what kind of different changes did they make in their storytelling process now? How are they yeah. going to get that? What are they doing now to instill fear in the audience that they didn't do two years ago? I'm really interested to see this this way now. And this is going to be interesting because this is kind of, you know, obviously drawn inspiration from Dracula. Yeah. Where, whereas Caligari was drawn from these people's own experiences and their own imagination. Yeah. I mean, now we have something that's a source material uh, that we're pulling from and adapting. Yeah, dude. This as is far as cool. I know, to a certain extent. This is gonna be cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun, dude. Sweet. Then we got a couple more after that, and then we'll be jumping back into '81. '81. Um, dude, this yes. is good times. Good times. So yeah, I would say uh, if you're asking me. I would definitely recommend checking out The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. As you heard, Jim said, you can get it on Shudder if you are a subscriber of Shudder. I know you can rent it on Amazon Prime, which feels weird because it's it's in a public domain film. Yeah, that's just Amazon being greedy. Sorry, but no shit. Right? Come on, dude. Uh, And then, um, but then it was on YouTube. Check it out on YouTube. There's all different, um, so there's different people who offer it on YouTube, but I just watched the first one that came up. Um, you know, the one that had the full film. So, uh, yeah, I would say definitely check it out. Um, Nosferatu is on Shudder as well. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet. So, uh, so we'll be able to watch the same version for that one, yes. There you go. Um, all right, man, you got anything to say before you, you, you we head out here? Uh, I don't believe so. Stay safe. Be good to each other. Check out all the other shows on the network. There you go. Uh, yeah, the network, BICVP-radio.com. Check it out. There's a whole bunch of other shows on there. Just remember, Out of Your Shadows is the, your favorite. Uh, but yeah, definitely check absolutely. out the other ones. Support them. Um, oh, oh, hey, you know, since we are breaking off onto our new, uh, yes. our new handle let's not, here. Let's not forget to let people know. Go find yes. it. If, if, like, if you're listening to this, actually, you're listening to us on the new feed. So you yeah. have found us. <laughs> if you found us on accident, you found us. But anyway... Don't forget, leave a review, rate yes. us. 
Yes. Don't be mean. Give us critical feedback. We appreciate feedback where that we can learn something from. Don't just be yep. a dick. Yep. Um, Keep an eye out. We've I will got... call you out. If you're a dick, I will call <laughs> you out on the show. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out too. Out of the shadows, we're gonna have a Facebook page here soon. We'll have the we're gonna have the whole spiel. We'll have a whole yeah. bunch of social yep. media for you guys to follow us on and check out some of the stuff we're doing. Um, we got a, a lot of big plans coming up here in the future for the podcast and for for you know everything as a whole. So check it out. Um, other than that, for Chris Chavez, that was Jim Clark, and we're here to remind you to keep your eyes on the shadows.